You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. On the okay. uh, issue of legitimacy, I too have an identification. That's an employee ID from Borders Bookstore. Right here, Hello, everyone, and welcome to another special edition of the Hacking Humans podcast, an occasional series we call Hacking Humans Goes to the Movies. I'm Dave Bittner from the Cyberwire, and joining me is my Hacking Humans co-host, Joe Kerrigan from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute. Hello, Joe. Hi, Dave. On this show, Joe and I look at clips from some of our favorite movies, clips which demonstrate some of the scams and schemes we talk about on the Hacking Humans podcast. And joining us once again this week is my CyberWire colleague, Rick Howard. He is the CyberWire's chief security officer and chief analyst. Welcome back, Rick. Hey, guys, I got my giant-sized popcorn and super-sized Pepsi. I'm ready to go. (laughs) Okay, terrific. Well, we've got some good (laughs) clips to share this week, so stay tuned. We will be right back after this message from our show sponsor. All right, guys, let's uh, jump into the fun here this week. Uh, I must admit my clip is a little bit of a cheat this week because it's not actually from a movie, but uh, it is so entertaining that I couldn't resist, and I think this will serve our edutainment purposes well here. Uh, This clip is from the comedy show Key and Peele. You guys familiar Uh, with that show? uh, I love love that show. Yeah, yeah good so <laughs> Key and Peele is guys. a uh, it's an Emmy-winning sketch comedy show. It was on Comedy Central, and of course, it was created by Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele. Uh, this clip uh, is about two con artists who are played by Key and Peele, and we find these two con artists crossing paths on the street and trying to outdo each other with uh, their cons and scams. Uh, when we meet them, they are in a small city parking lot. And they are both holding uh, empty emergency gas cans. So here's here's the clip from uh, Key As and you Peele. do. As, As you, you do, do, yeah. Excuse me, big man, big man, big man. Excuse me, big man, no, but big man, okay? God bless you, I'll catch you All on the right. up flip. Thank you, big man. Thank you, big man. <laughs> hey, brother. Hey. Uh, can I ask you a question real quick, though, brother man? Oh, see, that's good, because I was about to ask you a question. Okay, right so here's there. the deal, man. Crazy thing, my car went out of but a mile up the road, that's the way I just want to get a little bit of money, you know, just get a couple of gallons. Okay, that's crazy, because you know what? This My car had also broke down right up the road. Yeah, I got my daughter here. She's fine. Okay. She's sleeping in the car. I got to get back to her real quick. Mm-hmm. So if you could help me out. I was going to ask you if you could help me. You know oh, okay. But let me just give you my wallet out here oh, okay. and show you my ID to let you know that I am straight up legit. It's real. I ain't trying to, trying to do okay. nothing to nobody. On the okay. uh, mm-hmm. issue of legitimacy, I do have an identification. That's an employee ID from Borders Books. You see right here, I got my um, Valley's Total Fitness ID okay. right here. It shows you okay. that I stay fit and conscientious okay. and whatnot. You also know that these other IDs I have in my hand have the same name on it, which makes you know that it is indeed me. Okay, right I here. too okay. have multiple what? IDs. Crescendoing in this. Dun, da, da, da. Uh-huh. Yogurt Crescendo. Punch card. Okay. Crescendoing yeah. into, oh my God. Ninth purchase, apparently, and you, you can't fake that. yogurt for that. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So and you can't fake that. But our, our, our family is in a fiduciary crisis right now. Yeah. My wife is literally in the hospital. She a construction worker. And what happened is she got struck in the face by a power line, fried her whole head up, burnt both her eyeballs out. She's getting eyeball replacement oh, surgery see. as we speak. I also have a spousal injury crisis on my midst mm-hmm. as well. My mm-hmm. wife was in the astronaut program, making her a full-fledged astronaut. Okay. And she had got moon dust in her lungs and hell. You don't never moon dust. Never She's got moon dust in her 
lungs. Oh, my God. Oh, look, that's one over there. Oh, guys, what's, what's the chances of it? We should probably check that out. Yeah, let's just... Well, here we are. Well, here we are. ATM machines that I did not know previously were here. All right, two of them. what we should do, though, man. You give me the 20, okay? I'll give you the three that's on my person. Then I will give you the 17 after. Then you give me that 17. I'll cut you a check for 100 just to cover that. You give me the change in cash. Okay, okay, I feel that. Why am I playing? I'm just going to give you my ATM card so you know I'm legit. Of course, of course. I'm going to give you my ATM card so we both have something of value from the other person. (laughs) (laughs) And your code is? It is one, two, three, four. And yours, sir? One, two, three, five. I thank you. Mm -hmm. Those are my two favorite. Yes, good pins. Okay, that, that is a Ralph's Rewards card. Okay, that is a credit card placeholder you would find in a translucent sleeve in a brand new wallet. <laughs> Another gentleman is in the parking lot. Big man, big man. A big hey, man. right quick, right quick. Can I ask you a question, biggest I got of a question, men? Right quick. <laughs> so that, that is the Can we watch it again? We don't have to talk about it. Let's just watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Which, so, one of the funny things is Jordan Jordan Peele is like, this is my my employee ID from, and then he looks at it. He can't really tell that. And he looks at it and goes, Porter's books. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's sort of I a greatest. The fact that they're, yeah, go ahead, Dave. It's sort of a greatest hits of the, the kind of, you know, petty yeah. cons and scams that you see on the street. Yeah, it's yeah I saw scene. I saw a couple of them on previous shows we've done here, right? So, yeah, yeah. they kind of went through the whole gamut there. Right, mm-hmm. they, the quick change. They had the they had the quick change in there. You give me three dollars, I'll give you seventeen. You pay me back. Yeah. Uh, they had the um, the. Uh, let me give you my ID so you know it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, my kid is asleep in the car, so I got it. Right. We got to we <laughs> yeah. got to make this happen fast. It's a lot know? of stuff going on in here. Of course, it's it's all. It's it's key and peel usually. This is this is one of the things that you know. No matter how long it goes on, they're they're hitting new stuff all the time, and it's it's. This is a good. This is a good bit. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What I love about both of them is that here are these two, uh, you know, um, low lifes, and they right. are so articulate. Okay. They yeah. <laughs> they know big words and they know how to use them. Okay. Right, so I right. love it. <laughs> right. Right. And all of the social engineering that they're doing. Right. You know, big man, yeah. big man. You know, just all right. that sort of thing. Of, uh, and and uh, yeah, it's just great fun. And that both of they they're both. Um, it, they just keep going with each other, right? Yeah. Right, right. So, And here's stuff. the ATM that I didn't know was here just before, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Great fun for sure. We'll have a clip to that uh, YouTube clip in the show notes, of course. Uh, Rick, let's go to your clip this week. You're up. What do you got for us? My clip this week is from one of my favorite hacker movies of all time, the 1992 movie Sneakers. Written by the guys that wrote my other all-time favorite hacker movie, War Games, Lawrence Lasker and Walter Parks. It stars Robert Redford, probably best known to our audience for Avengers Endgame and Captain America Winter Soldier. And River Phoenix, probably best known to our audience for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. He played the young Indiana Jones. But the movie is loaded with star power, Academy Award winners and nominees, Mary McDonald, James Earl Jones, Dan Aykroyd, Sidney Poitier, and David Strathern. And the plot centers around two college friends later in life who square off trying to obtain the movie's MacGuffin, an electronic device that can decrypt any electronic communications. 
In the movie, Redford runs a penetration testing company, and in this scene, he and his partner, River Phoenix, have to get past the security of his college buddy's company, the Coolidge Institute. There is a human guard, and there is an electronic lock that the guard protects. The scene starts with River Phoenix dressed as a delivery boy in overalls and a hat, standing next to a pile of boxes containing 36 containers of liquid Drano. And he is already in a heated debate with the guard about whether or not Phoenix has the clearance to go behind the locked door. That's when Redford walks up to the counter, dressed like a busy businessman, and you can tell by his demeanor that he's agitated and late and impatient. And he demands the attention of the guard and asks him if his wife had already dropped off a cake for the party upstairs. You then hear a car horn from off camera, and Redford says to nobody in particular, that's probably her, and he leaves the scene. And I'm sorry, they didn't have Just anything uh, on record. Hold on a second. I got the Did my wife drop a cake right off for me? I want cake. There's no cake Surprise back Surprise party from ours on the second floor. She was supposed yeah. to drop a cake off. I dropped don't really uh, There she is, late as okay. usual. Meanwhile, Phoenix ratchets up the tension in his debate with the guard. And then in the background, Redford walks past the guard and Phoenix right up to the locked door carrying a big pink box, presumably the cake, and a mass of balloons and asks the guard to buzz him in. Phoenix keeps raising the stakes of the argument with the guard, and the guard keeps telling Redford to wait a second. And finally, Redford yells at the guard to push the buzzer, which he does. It states right here very clearly that I am to deliver 36 boxes of liquid drain to this year address. I don't care what that says. You're not on the list. You can't get in. I do have a problem with it. You can't get in. I might lose my job. Well, it's not my problem, kid. I'll beat it, all right? I can't reach my card. Could you buzz this I can't reach my card. Wait one minute. The buzzer okay? We're late for the party in the second floor. Excuse me. Push the goddamn buzzer, will you? Thanks. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how two A-listers scam a guard to get into a locked door. <laughs> I love that clip. <laughs> I would be remiss if we didn't take a moment, and uh, we're recording this a uh, week after uh, the late, great actor Sidney Poitier died, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever watched any of his stuff, but he got a, an Academy Award for a movie called Lilies of the Field in 1963. And... Him being in this movie, okay, uh, gave it instant credibility, all right? And so uh, that, that part I loved when the when Sneakers movie came out in the early 1990s. And if you haven't seen Heat of the Night, okay, that movie, you are really missing out. Yeah. So what do you guys think? It is a case study in, uh, <laughs> in ratcheting, ratcheting up stress on somebody. And, uh, you know, it's, it's got a bunch of different elements. It's got the I got my hands full, can you help me out part, right? Uh, I've talked, we've talked about this before on hacking humans. Uh, it's a, it's a way to get into a place. You, you may even have a, a fake or a counterfeit badge that looks like a real badge. And so hope that somebody else will scan it for you. The way you handle this in, in the real world is you offer to hold the cake for the person, right? I'll hold the cake while you badge in. That's what you do. Uh, and the, the guard just, uh, is already distracted. That's another key thing is that the guard is already in a, in a certain situation, doesn't understand that these two guys are in cahoots. Why should he understand that? It's not really a yeah. um, thing that happens very often. And, and the coming in for the, with the birthday cake would be, uh, would be something you would see from time to time. Um, if you're the guard in this situation, really the best thing to do is to, is to focus your attention on each individual person at, and, and not do anything for the other person while your attention is focused on, on the first person. Like one at a time, right, Joe? We right. saw this one in one of the other shows we did, like in uh, the Paper Moon clip we did a couple of weeks ago. All right. The, right, one at a time. 
do one thing at a time, take care of that, then move to the next thing, right? And what I, what was not obvious from listening to the clip is the lobby that these folks were at, you know, all this was going on, it was already a busy place. So it was already a low level of stress anyway. Mm-hmm. Then the Drano guy, all right, that ratches up the tension. So that so the guard is distracted. And now Robert Redford comes in and adds another layer. And it's like, oh, my goodness, like, just get these guys out of here. I'm going to let them in because I don't care anymore, you know. Yeah. Right? It also strikes me that I think um, probably the the thing that this guard deals with the most is boredom, right? Yeah, yeah, there's right. rarely anything like this that happens. So when something like this happens, the guard is is really not conditioned to deal with it, right? Because it, it happens so infrequently that you'll have uh, someone ratcheting up the tension on you like this. Um, I remember seeing this movie. I'm pretty sure I saw this movie in the movie theater when it came out. And mm-hmm. this is the most memorable scene to me. When I think about the movie Sneakers, for some reason, this is the first scene that pops in my mind because of how, yeah. how just how well done this social engineering is in this uh, in this particular case. And I, I guess it's one of those things I, I it stayed with me throughout my life as I, you know, entered the, the professional world and started making my way in and out of secure buildings, having this in the back of my <laughs> mind as I went right. through all the time, it, it just it reinforced what a great uh, technique this is to do that. Um, I taught uh, computer science many years ago, and uh, we use another clip from the movie uh, when the two, uh, the two, the bad guy and the good guy go after each other in a big dialogue scene. The bad guy talks about how information is the new money. This is early 90s, right? This is before right. Amazon, before Bitcoin, before any of that, right? And we were, all, we were using that as the example. It says, this is the beginning of a big change in the world. So I love that. I love the movie because of that. Yeah, it, it's a great one for sure. And, and as you mentioned, uh, if you're not familiar with the work of Sidney Poitier, this is a, a great introduction uh, to his library of work and, and just so many uh, really good actors in this film. It, it's it's so oh, it, to me loaded. it's a, it's, it's loaded, a winner. Yeah. From, yeah, it's a winner from start <laughs> to finish. Uh, even if you haven't seen it in a while, it's worth revisiting. It's a real really good film. I did watch it uh, just recently uh, for for get ready for this show. And the other thing that stuck out at me was uh, Robert Redford owns a penetration testing company. In the 1990s, right? right? So <laughs> this is before there was cybersecurity, right? And uh, this made it very sexy for a young Rick Howard to, to get into the, you know, the security business. I said, man, if Robert Rever can do this, I want to get into that too. <laughs> yeah. Have either of you guys ever been in a situation where you've had to talk your way into a place like this for, you know, just because I, I'm thinking mostly for convenience because it's the easiest thing to do? I know, Rick, you have your famous 9-11 story, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, have an, uh, I have an amusement park trick, right? We yeah. did this uh, right when the Harry Potter ride was opening down at Universal. Uh-huh. And we learned early that the line to get in to the ride was not the, uh, not the mm-hmm. ride line. Oh, excuse me. Okay. It was the line for the lockers to store your stuff. So if you just walk past the line and into the gift shop, you can walk right into the line. So it's not quite faking my way in, but I don't, my daughter and I definitely social engineered our ways into the front of the line. Hmm. How about you, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I had to talk my way into uh, backstage at a Metallica concert once. 
Uh, oh, nice. I, I was like supposed that. to be there, though. I actually had an appointment to interview the band because I was in college. I was actually on a radio, you know, heavy metal radio show. And I had an appointment to interview uh, Jason Newstead, who was the bass player at the time. And when I got there, I'm like, I'm Joe Kerrigan. I'm here to uh, interview interview Jason Newstead. And they said, you're not on the list. Um, and I was like, we're, we're going to make this happen. <laughs> And uh, I don't remember exactly how I got in. I just said, listen, listen, I'm, I'm from this radio station up in uh, Western Maryland, and we're going to we, we're, we have an appointment to interview Jason, and we brought the recording equipment. Here's my uh, co-host. We're both we're both here, and and sure enough, we got in, and we got to. Did sit you down have and, a Barnes and Noble uh, ID I did card? That's what I want to know. Employment card? No, I didn't. A you know, frequent bagel buyer card. <laughs> you know, the record companies were like treated college radio like garbage, of course, because they, you know, first off, they sure, treated a lot man. of radio like garbage, uh, or at least they did. I don't know how it is now when you have these massive radio companies. Uh, you, you don't have independent radio companies anymore. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was, it was it, that, that wasn't the only time that happened to me. You know, I would drive from, from Western Maryland down to the Washington, D.C. area, which was like a three hour trip. Uh, and it would, it, eventually I got to the point where I just stopped doing it. You know, they say, Hey, you want to go to the concert? I'm like, no, I don't want to wait outside while the guy at, at the gate tells me I can't get in. Uh, I don't want <laughs> right. to do that. No. <laughs> right. Right. Now I have done this before, but actually in my family, uh, the master at this is my wife. Uh, she yeah, my just wife has, is very good at it too. She has a knack. I have witnessed her on more than one occasion, talk her way into Disney world. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. She just, you know, now uh, to her advantage, she she did a Disney College program when she, you know, back in the day. So she knows a lot of the lingo, but uh, I've seen her with both customer service people and the people at the gate just, um, you know, kind of do a, a Jedi mind trick on them and they just let her in. <laughs> How long? She's my new best friend. How long yeah. does it take her to friend. do this? Is it something she walks up, she says a secret code word to him, and they they let her in, or does she have to spend like two or three no, minutes talking to him? A couple minutes. She has a story. I mean, she she you know she knows what she's doing. She establishes rapport. She she you know drops <clears throat> a few words that they that only people on the inside would likely know, and mm -hmm. and uh, explains what's going on and why they should let her in and. And do they bring? Uh, did she bring a River Phoenix-like character with you know, thirty-six <laughs> cases yeah, of? That's Drano? me, right? That's I'm, I, I'm the jerk <laughs> oh, yeah, of the dude. other turnstile who's saying, "Hey, come on, you're stopping up the line here. I paid good money to get in this park. Come on, hey, you know that's yeah, that's that's my job." Uh, <laughs> so my kids are right behind me and they're crying. They want to go in. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to see Mickey Mouse, and we got to do it by noon. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, gents, uh, good show this week. Uh, fun clips. And, of course, uh, for our listeners, we would love to hear from you if you can think of some uh, great clips from movies that you'd like us to review here on our Hacking Humans Goes to the Movies show. Uh, send it to us. You can email us at hackinghumans at thecyberwire.com. Thanks to the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute for their participation. You can learn more at isi.jhu.edu. The Hacking Humans podcast is proudly produced in Maryland at the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our senior producer is Jennifer Iben. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie. I'm Dave Bittner. I'm Joe Kerrigan. And I'm Rick Howard. Thanks for listening.